returned from his long stay in Mexico, Dylan is back in apartment 9, readjusting to his mundane life. Actually, strike that, life in apartment 9 is anything but mundane. <laughs> Dylan is sitting down at the table with a bowl of cereal with marshmallows when Allison walks in. What are you doing? Picking the marshmallows out. But why? I like the marshmallows best. Plus, there's a prize at the bottom. What prize is that? A special QR code for Pornhub. Since when did Lucky Charms start- This isn't Lucky Charms. It's Get Lucky Charms. Picked it up at Spencer's. As Allison is pouring her coffee, she notices something on the table. Nice edible arrangement over there. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's addressed to you. Here, read the card. Roses are red, violets are blue. Edible arrangements are sweet and tart, just like you. Signed, Jason. Why is your ex sending you fruit? Oh, he recently got dumped by that floozy he left me for, and he has some big announcement coming up. Probably needs a chaperone. That sounds... fun? I'd rather share a haunted mansion doom buggy with Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) Well, whatever it is, I hope it increases the alimony payments. Allison sits down at the table, eating away at the edible arrangement, when Cameron and Bradley walk into the kitchen. Morning all. Bradley and I were just talking. We have got to do something about all the extra stuff around here. I heard a story on NPR talking about decluttering and how it's like cleansing the house. Yeah, but having a garage sale is so time-consuming. Though the money would be nice. We could probably make up for that $400 we lost on- On what? Oh, the, the housekeeper that took the advance pay and left. Well, why don't we donate all the stuff to Mrs. Halverson's rummage sale to benefit that children's home where she volunteers? That's right. She's been badgering us to donate stuff for weeks. Hey, that's a good idea. We could probably get more benefit out of the tax write-offs anyway. I'll get it. It's probably Mrs. H. But we don't have any dessert on the table. (laughs) Allison leaves the kitchen and heads into the living room to answer the door. Allison answers the door to reveal a handsome gentleman who is a cross between actor Nicholas Holt and Indiana Jones. Hello, gorgeous. Goodbye, chauvinistic pig. (laughs) What is it, Jason? Is anybody else home? Why? In order to kill me so you can stop making alimony payments? If I wanted to do that, I would have laced your edible arrangement with arsenic. (laughs) Bradley, Dylan, and Cameron walk into the living room. What about arsenic and old lace? Not the play. My ex Jason was just talking about ways to kill me. That's cheerful. So, this is Jason. He didn't tell us how handsome he was. Yeah, you said he was a stout, balding man? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you all can have his cheating ass. Why are you here, Jason? I have phenomenal news. Finally gonna grow a set of balls? (laughs) Funny. No, the publisher I submitted my recent book to is going to publish it, and there's a huge launch party at the Don Cesar. That's nice. You can go now. Wait, they are paying me a huge advance, and the university has offered me a paid sabbatical to work on another book. I'll have more time than I did when we were together, which led to why we were separated. That's not why we got divorced. You cheated on me. Repeatedly. With that slut that graded your papers. Right, there was that too. Come on, can we bury the hatchet for an afternoon? You come to lunch with me, my treat, we can go anywhere you want. I'd rather have lunch with Harvey Weinstein's corpse. (laughs) Besides, 
We have to gather donations together for Mrs. Halverson's charity rummage sale. You can go to lunch, Allie. Yeah, we got this. Go and eat the prime rib and lobster tail. Add some nice cognac and creme brulee for dessert. Just spend that advance. Fine. Fine. We can go to Ruth Chris. Great. I'll see you at one o'clock. Now that's settled, get the hell out of here before I change my mind. Dylan and Cameron are in the living room, sorting all the stuff they've donated to Mrs. Halverson's charity rummage sale. There are several boxes with all kinds of, well, crap. How four people accumulate so much useless junk is mind-blowing. Bradley walks into the living room with several pairs of pants. Here you go. I don't need these pants anymore, so they can get added to the donation boxes. These still look great. That's super cool of you to donate them. That's me. I'm feeling in an extra generous spirit. And hopefully these pants will bring good luck to the next owner. Those are lucky pants? Yep. I certainly got lucky wearing them. (laughs) Cut the crap, Brad. You're donating them because you've inhaled one too many slices of cheesecake and the waistbands are about to cut off your circulation. We're going to be able to write off so much with this stuff. Yes, Dylan. But more importantly, the children's home will make a killing. We've got some sweet loot in here. Dylan, don't forget, you've got that lunch date. Don't want the time to get away from you. Damn. Yeah, I totally spaced on the time. Okay, I gotta go. But there's one more pile of stuff in my room. You mind grabbing it for me? Sure, no problem. We'll make sure it gets donated. Thanks, dudes. Dylan opens the door to leave the apartment when he runs into Mrs. Halverson at the door. Hiya, kids. Oh, my lanta, you kids certainly have a lot of stuff for the children's home, don't you know? And there's a little more in my room, but I gotta head out for a lunch date. Have fun, kiddo. Don't forget to fasten your condom. I Seatbelt. Don't forget to fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Dylan heads into the elevator, and Mrs. Halverson starts to help Bradley and Cameron with the rummage sale stuff. We've got some real treasures for your rummage sale, Mrs. H. I even included several pairs of gently used pants. Too much cheesecake lately, huh? Ugh, you are both insufferable. I hope everything in here is family friendly. I'm not going to need to censor any of your donations, am I? Nope, all good there. Wonderful. I don't want to have to explain away a dildo or a flashlight. (laughs) Cam and I have these boxes, but Dylan still has a pile of stuff in his room. Mind grabbing it? Yeah, betcha. Mrs. Halverson walks back into Dylan's bedroom and returns with a pile of stuff. I can't believe that Dylan is getting rid of this vintage Teddy Ruxpin. It's an incredible condition. I love it. Well, if you love it so much, he's yours. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love knowing that it went to a good home. Aw, thanks, boys. Can't wait to show it to Mr. Halverson. He's going to be so surprised. Every week on Real Spoilers, what we do is we take that week's big release on the weeks that we guess right, and we spoil it for you. So if you saw a movie and you want to talk about it with your friends, but maybe maybe you don't have any friends, we can be your friends in podcast form. We'll talk about the movie in rich, vibrant detail, and it's kind of like a book club for movies. Yeah, we're just a bunch of movie nerds. Yeah, and so it's just a long-form conversation about the movie, going through its plot, talking about what worked, and uh, a lot of times what didn't, and making fun of it when it doesn't work. And if you like the show, feel free to share it on uh, your Facebook, social media, Twitter, verse, thing, stuff. So that's what we do on Real Spoilers. It's like a book club for movies, only with less Oprah. Cameron and Bradley are playing backgammon when Dylan walks into the apartment. Hey guys, who's winning? That would be me. How was your lunch date? 
Well, considering I got lucky, it was pretty damn good. <laughs> I'm gonna head to my room to change, but I got winner. Dylan walks back into his room and immediately calls out into the living room. Hey guys, have you seen my Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> Cameron and Bradley stop their game and stare at each other. Your what? Where's the last place you had it? Right here on my bed. Oh, I've just gotta find it. Flustered, Dylan returns to the living room. Oh, I haven't a clue where I've gone. Oh, I need to find him. He's the last gift my grandmother gave to me. Cameron and Bradley look at each other out of the corner of their eyes, each exhibiting visible signs of guilt and worry. We'll help you find him. He couldn't have gone far. Probably just visiting the neighbors. Oh, don't be ridiculous. He never leaves without asking permission. <laughs> Allison walks into the apartment from her lunch with Jason. Who is missing? My Teddy Ruxpin. Your what? You know, the talking, animatronic teddy bear-like plushie? I'd love to help you search, but I've got problems of my own. So how was your awkward lunch? Must have been vomit-inducing sitting across from the guy that traded you in for a newer model. Thanks, Bradley. You always know how to be just so helpful. <laughs> Actually, lunch went surprisingly well. I ate and drank a lot. Jason paid a lot. What did he want? Other than trying to build a bridge over troubled water, he was persistent in asking me to accompany him to this book launch. Are you going to go? What kind of question is that? I'd rather douse myself with gasoline and light a match. <laughs> no, Cameron is right. You should go. Why? Are you all nuts? Like nuts? Yes. Am nuts? No. If you go, then maybe you can use it as a networking opportunity. Perhaps you can meet a new sponsor for your show or land a book deal for yourself. Cam has the right idea. What's the worst that could happen? I'll get it. Allison walks over to the front door and opens it to reveal Jason holding a wrapped package. Jason, what the hell are you doing here? I told you, crumb brulee is all the dessert I wanted. I came to bring you a gift. Here. Jason hands Allison the wrapped package and she opens it. revealing a strand of black pearls. Jason, these are gorgeous, but if you're trying to bribe me into going to the party, you're gonna have to do a lot better than that. What do you want, Allie? For you to get run over by a bus as you cross the street. But thanks for the prime rib and the lobster. Fine, you know what? I know I screwed up our marriage and what I did was wrong. I was so consumed with my work that it became my world. I got lost in it because you became so consumed by your show. We lived together, but we weren't really married. At the end of the day, Cheating on you was wrong, but you know what? Not all our years together were bad. We had some really good times, too. Fun times before we became driven by our careers instead of each other. You're not giving me another chance because you've already made up your mind that I can't change. Well, you're wrong. The next morning, Dylan is sitting at the kitchen table, pushing the leftover bits of egg and hash browns on his plate when Cameron walks in. Dylan, dude, you have got to cheer up. You can't keep moping around like this. Besides, you've called into work two days in a row. I know, I know. But thanks for buying me some time. I don't know how much longer Mr. Ayer is going to buy that your phase inducers are misaligned and you need a RAM upgrade. <laughs> Besides, dude, it was just a toy. You can buy another one on eBay. He was more than just a toy. You see, he had Good this- Good morning, everyone. 
I have a surprise for Dylan. Bradley waltzes into the kitchen with something hidden behind his back. Ooh, whatever could it be? Bradley takes a Teddy Ruxpin out from behind his back and shows him to Dylan. See, Dylan, I told you we would find him. That is not my Teddy Ruxpin. Why, of course it is. See, I found him in the stairwell and he was all dusty, so I gave him a bath and a fresh pair of clothes. Okay, then. Hit play on the cassette. Bradley slides on the control back to play. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? See, he's still just as friendly as ever and happy to be home. That's not my Teddy Ruxpin. You know, my Teddy doesn't have one of those Worlds of Wonder tapes. It plays a motivational sex tape. A what? It's like a hype tape. I listen to it to boost my confidence before a hot date. Oh my god, dude, but why is it inside a children's toy? Yeah, it is a little disturbing. When I was a kid, I was awfully shy and timid. I was self-conscious and had a difficult time making friends. One day, my grandmother gave me a Teddy Ruxpin for my birthday, and he became my best friend and confidant. His stories, it gave me strength, confidence, and a healthy self-image. Well, that's not so unusual. Lots of loser kids have imaginary friends or emotional support plushies. Well, as I got older, I would create new tapes to help me cope with and overcome whatever life would throw at me. And all through high school and all through college, he would read me tapes to help me get laid. <laughs> Why didn't you use vodka and mesh shirts like everyone else? <laughs> Because I could have him on my bed, along with my other stuffed animals, and he would covertly be able to help energize me. Think of him as sort of my own Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> I had no idea you knew how to read, much less no classical literature. <laughs> Dylan stands up from the table. Thanks, Bradley. I appreciate you trying to help, but I'm just going to have to mourn and move on. Dylan leaves the kitchen. So, how much did that toy set you back on eBay? $250. What a waste. If Mrs. Halverson wasn't being so stubborn and mean-spirited, this wouldn't be a problem. What do you mean? She's like the sweetest ever. Ha! Not anymore. Cam, she turned into a vicious creature. She's holding that bear for ransom. What? I don't believe that. Cam, she sent me his paw. <laughs> Bradley takes out a severed paw from his pocket and shows Cameron. Shortly thereafter... Allison walks in. Why are you mutilating children's toys? You need help. That's not me. Mrs. H is holding Dylan's Teddy Ruxpin ransom. The poster childman western homemaker has gone all Corleone. The world is really ending. So have you thought any more about going to the book launch? I'm still hurt by him, but I'll admit, I was impressed with how he stood up to me the other day. He never had a backbone before. I remember when we were dating in high school that he said he was going to turn gay if there was a draft after 9-11. Wow. Just wow. And I'm just going to be straight if I'm in a gay horror movie. I don't get it. Hello, the rules of horror? Gay guys don't die. But it'd be the opposite in a gay horror movie. Oh, brother. Okay, now that we've returned from our orbit around planet Wackadoo, what about the launch party? You think you could go with him? Even though he's saying the right things, I don't know if I can trust him again. Have time for another podcast and enjoy listening to two idiots discussing films? Then look no further.
We are Movie Drone Podcast, two mates sitting down to discuss new releases, nostalgic films and anything and everything in between. He's Steve. And he's Mark. Together we answer listener questions and set each other homework, giving each other a film to watch that the other hasn't seen, in the hope of unearthing hidden gems. You can download us on iTunes, Podbean, as well as Google search us to find us on loads of different platforms. Or email moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. I think that's all. No chance, mate. Huh? You've forgotten everyone's favourite feature. Mark's movie impressions. Oh, I'd hope you've forgotten it too, to be honest. No chance of that, mate. You think you should do one. I hate you. Come on, mate. Show them what you got. Hey, no fun. Hey, no fun. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> and if that hasn't put you off, give us a try. There's a small chance you won't regret it. Whilst Bradley, Cameron and Dylan are out presumably cheering up Dylan by getting him drunk on a Friday night, Alison is at home working on her shows for the next week. Standing at the door is Mrs Halverson with Teddy Ruxpin in hand. Hey Mrs H, I'm afraid the boys aren't here right now, but you can probably catch them and hit me again. Ah, fiddleflugan. That's too bad. I was hoping to resume our hostage negotiations. I don't get it, Mrs. H. Why don't you just return the stupid bear to Dylan? I mean, it was clearly a mistake when Bradley gave it to you. Yes, but I can see what Dylan saw in this toy, and I don't want to give it up. It's been so helpful for me and Mr. H. What the hell are you talking about? It's a vintage toy from the 80s that plays children's bedtime stories. Oh, my land did not this one. It's a hype tape for sex. (laughs) A what? See, here, I'll play it for you. You. Yeah, you. You are a stud, women and men. Take one look at you, and their clothes fall to the ground. Your love rod's destiny in life is to bring unpropelled pleasure to those raptured by your confidence. You are desired by thousands. That is either the most brilliant or the most misogynistic tape ever. (laughs) Does it even work? Y'all betcha. Mr. Halverson's libido and performance has significantly increased. Why, it's like we're in our 20s again. I'm a mountain, and he is here to conquer my slopes by thrusting- Please, spare me the Nat Geo special. (laughs) I can see why you're having a hard time giving it up, but couldn't you just keep the tape, get a tape recorder, and then play it? Oh, you know, I never thought of that before. Well, it's way more kinky this way. Oh, I can't, I can't even. I've got too much on my mind to figure out how to fix your bizarro hostage situation. It's this return of your ex thing, isn't it? No, it's the fact that Wilkness canceled Trader Sam on the Jungle Cruise at Disney World. You know, he probably still has that deal going on. Two of his heads for the price of yours. <laughs> Seriously, honey, what's going on with you and Jason? Going to his book launch? Firstly... How do you even know about that? Oh, wait, Bradley. (laughs) Second, I still don't know what to do about Jason. He's actually been sweet lately. Persistent, but sweet. Being pursued is kind of hot. Yeah, that's a toughie for sure. What do the boys think? Well, they think I should go with Jason to the book launch because I might make a connection there that could lead to my show going national or my own book deal. Those seem like great reasons to go. But then I have to go with him. And if I do, it might leave him with the wrong impression. That. And I might not be able to live with myself after spending an evening with that slime ball. How can I just forget about what happened? Oh, my Lanta. Who said anything about forgetting? 
But if I do go, doesn't that mean I've given him a pass? Not at all. Forgiving and forgetting are not the same thing. You need to forgive him because you don't want to create a prison for yourself. Unforgiveness is a toxin that slowly poisons us when we don't extend it. Don't hold yourself captive. Free yourself of the past. Just because you've forgiven doesn't mean you forget what he did. Mrs. H, I don't think you understand how much he hurt me in our marriage. No, I, I do. But I also know that it's important to afford people the opportunity for redemption. If Scrooge could be redeemed at the end of A Christmas Carol, there's hope for us all. Thanks, Mrs. Dickens. <laughs> I'll get it. Gotta get back downstairs anyway so Mr. Halverson and I can break in our new cheese-a-pet. Mrs. Halverson opens the door, and standing there is Jason, dressed in a tux. Only his tie isn't tied. Hi there. You must be the building concierge, Michelle Pfeiffer. And you must have cataracts. Mrs. Halverson turns to Allison. You're gonna need boots around this one. <laughs> Mrs. Halverson leaves, and Jason walks into apartment 9. He takes a seat across from Allison on the couch. Heading to your book launch? No, I'm going to a park with a really strict dress code. There's that rapier wit that you learned from me. If you heard ask me to go to the launch again, I'm not going. Actually, I came because you are the only one I know who knows how to tie a double Windsor knot. Okay, come over here. I'll get you all tied up. Oh, so you're finally into that kinky stuff. <laughs> yes, and you cannot participate. Allison ties Jason's tie the motions for him to leave. You look really great, by the way. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you were almost a respectable gentleman. <laughs> As he turns to walk to the door, Jason reaches into his pocket and takes out... Here. I found this after you moved out. Moved out? Okay, so when I kicked you out. <laughs> I thought you may want it back. Jason hands Allison a beautiful charm bracelet. Wow. I never thought I'd see this again. Thought I'd lost it forever. I'm really touched, Jason. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, maybe our marriage didn't work, but it is a stunning bracelet, and you should have it. Hawk it if you want. Always the romantic. Do you remember when I gave it to you? Just before our wedding. Whoever said it was bad luck to see the bride within 24 hours of the wedding? What a silly superstition. <laughs> All through our marriage, I was obsessed with my work because I wanted to be successful. And now I've finally realized that success. But success is lonely without someone to share it with. I don't seem to recall you having any trouble being alone. <laughs> I should have known that Candace would leave me. She was just using me for money in a reference letter. I was stupid. But what happened, happened. You know, I miss the days when you and I were a team. Well, I better get going. Jason, wait. Can you wait about 30 minutes? Why? Because it'll take about that long for me to get ready. Voicing our regular cast, Max Ice as Bradley, Jeff Feitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Chase Grant as Dylan, Shannon Hall as Mrs. Halverson, and me, Ian Shaw, as your narrator. Guest starring today, Kevin R. Brackett as Jason. Today's episode was written and directed by R.L. Terry and edited by Jason Laverne Hemming. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and is produced by Dave Anderson. Forza Crowd was created by R.L. Terry and is produced by Danielle Muscal. Connect with our show on social media at Forza Crowd Pod on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Follow Mrs. Halverson on Instagram at Mrs. Halverson Only Fans. If you would like to support the show, head to our Patreon or Coffee pages. See you next time in Apartment 9. One, two, three, four,